You are listening to the Not Another Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, David and Jason. Welcome to the Not Another Sports Podcast, Episode 5, Sports Talk for Everybody. I'm David. I'm Jason. Welcome aboard. Uh, once again, as we said in uh, multiple episodes before, thank you once again for everybody who's listening. Uh, greatly appreciated. Greatly, just you know, can't say you know, can't say enough about it. Really can't. Yeah, we've uh, you know, every every episode we're getting more listens, we're getting more interaction on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, Instagram. I mean, we're getting people involved. People are liking us. People are are checking us out. Even if you listen to one episode have no doubt we appreciate you listening to one episode just because you're taking time out of your life to listen to us for an hour or so talk about sports. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just great to, you know, to even have this reaction, the feedback, the reviews we've been getting, uh, just a, a thank you to everybody, a big thank you. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's awesome to, to have this type of following. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if, we keep saying it, but we're going to probably keep saying it till forever because you guys are just awesome. The fact that, again, you're, you're taking time to interact with us, to tell people about us, to listen to us, to post on Facebook, whatever, that means the world right now because we're just two friends doing this from our living rooms every other week. Right. Yeah. So I mean, just you know, you know, like you just said, taking your time out of the your day, your life, just you know, just listening way to work, the way home from work, or even just listen to us when you're sitting on the couch or out cutting the grass or something. You know, just uh, one big thank you. Soon they'll be listening, shoveling snow. Right. That'd be <laughs> interesting. You know, hey, whatever works. Shoveling in a winter wonderland. I mean, here in PA, who knows what the weather's going to be like? No, well, one day it's autumn, the next day it's winter, and after that, summer. And I think it's more like by six o'clock it's winter, by ten o'clock it's spring, by noon it's summer, by four o'clock it's fall. And that's just <laughs> a day. So, once again, thank you for uh, for all the listeners out there. Yep, thank but you very we, much. So, before we get started into period one. So how's this uh, fantasy football going for you? Since I know the last time we talked, you you had a lot of injuries. Uh, one league I'm o four and one because I had a tie. Um, and that's that's my money league. And uh, my office league, I'm on a comeback train, so no complaints about that. I'm two and three, but I've outscored like half the teams ahead of me. So I just got it. They need to lose and I need to win and I'll be back in the run for things. There you go. Well, so the office league, that's the league that the last two seasons I've finished in second. And both, both those, both those years I've been like, I'm either points wise, the best team or record wise. I'm the best team because you have your record and then you have your total points. So the one year I had the best record, but I didn't have the best points. And then last year I had the best points, but not the best record. Well, eventually you'll get there. I've yet to win a league championship in all the years I've played. So that's funny. 
And it, uh, I, my pay league, I don't know. I just, I don't know. My whole thing is if you're really good, you don't need to hoard certain position players because if you're really good, you can compete with everyone on an equal level. So, yeah, you're the best team, but if you have six quarterbacks and people can't get quarterbacks because of an injury, you're not the best team. You're just a tool. Yeah, pretty much. If you're really good, you don't need to harvest players to prevent other people from being good. You can just be good on the merit of you as a fantasy football manager. Yeah, I'm not one for fantasy football. I just, I can't do it. I've seen, I've been in fantasy leagues where it, has just been complete chaos and when you just want to go in and have some fun with it and you can't that just it just kills it for you and that's how i feel about my office league my office league is a lot of fun and it's probably why it's the league i care about more um but yeah it is what it is all right into period one the mlb postseason now it looks like that the MLB is finally doing something smart. Finally, after maybe they how listen. long? May, right? Maybe, <laughs> maybe we kind of inspired them of uh, going to a bubble for the World Series. Now it looks like they're already doing a uh, a designated field for the uh, the uh, was it the uh, da, 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 da. they did it for uh, the Wild Card Series, the Division Series, and the Championship Series. I just can't. NLCS and the ALCS. That's it. I was drawing a blank there for a second. Yeah, that's what we that's what we got going on now. But they were doing it before. They were doing it for the division series too. Um, uh, uh, what I liked about the neutral locations, and I thought it was pretty clever on MLB's part. Um, so both the Dodgers and the Padres home stadiums were being used for the bubble, but the Padres. And the Dodgers did not have games in their home stadiums. So it took away that that home field advantage where they know the ins and outs of the stadium as hitters and pitchers, and it put them in neutral locations. Well, yeah, that's, that, that, that is smart to do. I mean, especially with everything going on and, you know, to have where no one team has home home field advantage. They don't know the ins and outs of that particular stadium. It's smart. Keep it, you know, you know, keep, just keep it playing, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, across the field. That's it. I can't talk tonight. It's all right. Um, (laughs) yeah. So by having that level playing field, I think it it definitely made for interesting games. Um, now right now the NLCS is being played at globe life park in Arlington and the ALCS is being played at Petco park in San Diego. Um, what I find interesting about the NLCS being played at globe life is globe life is also where the world series is going to take place. So whoever wins between the Dodgers and the Braves, they're going to have a little bit of an advantage because they're already used to playing in that, in that stadium on that field. Yeah. To me, they should have done a different stadium where it's not going to be where the world series is not going to be held at. So when both, you know, whomever goes in, whether it be any of these four teams, it's going to be equal across the board and not just, Hey, I've been playing here for the past X amount of games. I know how to, you know, how to hit in this park. Yeah. I mean, I understand why globe life is being used because it was, it was 
brand new. It was supposed to open up this season to big fanfare for Arlington uh, and the Rangers organization. Obviously, that didn't work out the way they planned. So I think MLB's throwing both the team and the ownership a bone by saying, hey, you guys can you know, get the national stage for this bubble World Series and postseason. So just my thought on that. Yeah, I mean, but, okay, World Series is one thing, but having the NLCS in it, uh, you know, they should have just picked another, you know, like how the NHL did, you know, Toronto was East, Edmonton was West, you know, have the NL one stadium, AL another one. Well, my art, I don't want to say my argument to that, but my point against that would be, that in, in hockey, the rink is going to, the rink's dimensions don't change. It's a yeah. uniform design. Whereas each stadium, every it's outfield's different. different. Some ballparks are hitters ballparks. Some ballparks are pitchers ballparks. Every, every stadium is a different experience for the player. Um, so there isn't that uniformity that you would have with a hockey rink. So I, I get the point, but I don't know if it would work in that way with baseball. Well, to me though, they should they should have picked another field, other than Globe Life, where the World Series is going to be held, to have the NLCS. Because, like like we said earlier, now whomever wins the NLCS is going to know that part. They're going to have a slight advantage. Exactly. So, if they're going to try to do something neutral, they should have had somewhere else for the NLCS, and where the ALCS is at Petco Park. Which is perfect. It's a way, you know, it's not where the World Series played, so that's perfect. Yeah. Have somewhere else. That's my thought on it. No, and I, and I don't disagree. I mean, I, I think, yeah, you have a very valid point on that. At the end of the day, we're not the decision makers, though, so we're just pontificating what we would do. Um, well, we had to do some, right? They're actually doing a bubble. Yeah. After, after, after us saying how long. Yeah, at least a couple episodes that we mentioned it. Um, so as of this, as of we're recording tonight on uh, October sixteenth, twenty twenty, the Astros tonight have forced a game seven against the Rays. Um, man, I don't want the Astros to go to the World Series. Gotta love game seven, so. Just with with the cheating scandal, and then was it the trash can? The yeah, the 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 stealing signs, the trash cans. Um, <laughs> And then just just the overall kind of cocky attitude the Astros have because they got away with it because Major League Baseball really didn't punish the team. It's just it leaves a bad taste in your mouth seeing them possibly go to the World Series. I think the Rays on paper are the better team, but that doesn't mean much come game time. You could be the best team on paper and completely crap the bed on the field. So. Well, how many times have we seen that with any sport between, you know, even hockey, baseball, football, where a team should have dominated completely, but then get blown out? I mean, how many times have you seen in hockey where uh, eight, seed, eight seed gets uh, uh, blown out, swept? I think that happened in 2000 when the, I think it was the Ducks. Uh, I forget who they swept. 
but they swept the first seed. Well, yeah, I mean, any any game, any team can win. I mean, that's the beauty of, of sports in general is you could be the worst team at that moment, but after a couple wins, you could be on a hot streak and be one of the best teams. Uh, the beauty of sports is that every game is a new game, every day is a new day, and you can and you can come out and win one game and lose the next. Uh, it's all about the heart of the team. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all, you know, it's all how you play. I mean, that's why they always say the playoffs are always a different season. It's a different atmosphere. I mean, you know, it, that's why playoff hockey is always the best. So what I think is interesting about them playing in Arlington. Now you have a game seven. I mean, you know, you know, now they have a game seven. Just in any sport is spectacular just because, well, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the Astros' record of 29 and 31, and they're forcing the game seven. Right. And that's kind of one of the things I disliked about the playoff, the postseason this year in MLB, is that because of the shortened season, they open it up to more teams. But now that enabled a team with a below 500 record to come in, and now they could possibly go to the World Series. Well, look what the NHL did when they had the round robin. They brought in teams that weren't even in the playoffs at that time, and and they were able to make it. Right. You know, and the teams that were would be considered the wild card, they didn't even make it. I think Pittsburgh was one of the ones that should have been in the wild card, but they lost. I think it was that they lost to Montreal. So it's it was they opened it up, but I think for at that point, being that the season was three quarters of the way through, they had to do something. Right. Because, you know, yourself, in a month, teams can get a playoff push and make the playoffs. Where in this case, where baseball didn't even start at that time, or on time, and they had to do something. Right. So with the the World Series being at Globe Life in Arlington, uh, it's enabling people to go in and, and go to games. I mean, tonight's game, there's people in the stands. Um, the World Series sold 11,550 tickets. And it was it's a sellout for this huge stadium this year uh, for the World Series. Uh, it's, 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 it's an interesting figure because you wouldn't normally say that small amount of people for the World Series to be a sellout. But I think yeah. it's... it's for this, what it is, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, they have fans there. I mean, for, for what's going on now, at least they're having fans at the stadium. At least they're having fans there. And I guess right now, baseball's trying to make as much money as they can. So uh, we've talked about the cutouts a couple, a lot, actually, on this show. Um, the Phils, going back to the cutouts, the Phils sold 10,000 cutouts. Oh, wow. And I think I saw they made three hundred thirty, yeah, three hundred thirty thousand for charity based off of that. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, I that think that is awesome. And I'm fairly certain congrats to the them teams to do that. So for all the teams that did do that, that is that is phenomenal that they did that for charity. Yeah, that's spectacular that they even thought of that to begin with. And you know like you said with uh, i think it was last episode with the phillies that you get your cut you know you you get your cut out yeah and possibly signed by you know whomever hit it you know whoever hit the home run ball 
So yeah, ha- yeah. Hats off to any of the teams that you know all, put all that money towards charity. Hats off to them. So looking at at the the four teams we got in the postseason right now in the in the championship series, we got Tampa and Houston in the ALCS, obviously tied at three games apiece. Um, who would who you think's gonna win? Who do you think's gonna go into the World Series? Uh. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking Tampa just because, you know, it's a lot of teams when they go into a game seven, a lot of times if they're down, they can't pull it off because it's hard to win a couple of games in a row, especially when you're down coming back. Yeah. You know, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking Tampa might pull that. I think Tampa might pull game seven. Yeah. I got to agree. I think Tampa's the superior team. I think, I mean, they were just a, they were a great team all season in the American League. Uh, that's who I would pick. Uh, maybe I'm partial because I really don't want to see the Astros in the World Series after everything that happened. Uh, but I think Tampa Bay is the better team. Uh, now, National League Championship Series. Dodgers are down one game to three between the Braves. Who do you think? Well, actually, going back to the the Houston Tampa series. Looking at the past uh, scores, looks like Tampa was or Houston was up. Or no, hold on a second here. T- yeah, Tampa was up three games to none, and so far they've blown their last three. So that could be another upset coming, you know. But I don't see, or it could make them hungry to pull out that final win and move into the World Series. Yeah, but I still don't. I mean, it's hard enough to come back when down 3-0. I mean, has it has it happened in the past? Yes. How many times? I think less than 10 in any sports history. Some, some sports less than five. Yeah. But I don't see – I mean, don't get me wrong. If Houston, Houston does it, it's going to be a bad taste in your mouth, but it's also going to make sports history being, well, you know, what can happen. Right. And that's games tomorrow at 8.37 on TBS. So that 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 could get interesting. Could. It's going to make for a must-watch game. Very much so. Just because of what, you know, what history can be made there. Now going to the Braves, like you were saying, the Braves and the Dodgers. Uh, I don't know. That's, you know, it could go either way. I mean, here's my thought on the Dodgers. The Dodgers are always a very good team. They're a very tough team, but for some reason, come playoffs, they choke at some point. Just like Philly. So my thought is, as much as it pains me to say it, I think the Braves are going to move on. And if I had to pick between the Braves and one of the AL teams to win the World Series, I'm going to pick the Braves. Yeah. As much as I hate Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman is a really great baseball player, and I think it'd be cool for him to win a World Series. I'll give credit where credit's due. I may not, th- I may not like him because he's a Philly killer, but... He's a damn good baseball player, and he deserves a championship. Yeah, I mean, 
Well, look jerk. what happened. <laughs> well, look what happened with Ray Borg back in 2001 when, you know, the whole that whole year was, you know, that the win Ray Borg the Stanley Cup. They go in the Stanley Cup. It was Mission 16W. You play 22 years in an NHL, you you know, that good of a player, you kind of deserve it. Not all players who deserve it get it, but right. And that can be said in any sport. Oh yeah, but if you know, but if he can get a you know that World Series ring, then you know, as long as you play the game right and play it the way it should, then you're all. I would definitely say he he does. I think he plays the game very well. I think he plays the game with a lot of respect. Again, he's just a Philly killer, so that's why I dislike him. (laughs) Total partiality on my part. Well, no, it's. Just like any team that the Flyers lost to, and they're always Flyer killers, and in your case, Philly killers. But, yeah, I'm kind of thinking Atlanta might pull this and, and you know, probably win the whole thing. Yeah, that's my thought, too. So, but we'll find out. If they win tonight, they'll move in. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think Tampa might pull out with with Houston just because of of the of the history with this. So but yeah, that could be that could be an interesting uh, World Series. Agreed. Yeah, but uh, hey, at least they're smart on playing in a bubble. Yep. Someone listened to us. Finally. <laughs> finally somebody did. I mean, how many times have we said it? It works. Was the last episode we said about beating a dead horse? Oh I yeah, we, we beat finally, we beat the dead the horse dead. Yeah, I think we beat it that much and we revived it. Oh man, but we'll we'll find out. All right, that's the end of the first period. On to period two. Now, a nice little segue going into the second period here from games down 3-0, the comeback games. Today's topic on that one is the playoffs 2010 Flyers-Bruins. That series was a series, like if you're a Flyers fan, you were cursing a lot. I know I was. I mean, yeah, that was not a... At the beginning of that series, that was not fun to watch at all. You know, between the games, the injuries, no, it was not fun at all. And that's the kind of situation that, as we were kind of talking about earlier, it tests it tests the metal of the team and 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 the heart of the team to see if they really can dig deep and and play to a certain level to to win those games. Oh yeah, I mean it's you know, it's just you have to dig deep. You have to dig just to come back and it takes a lot for that to happen to come back when you're down 3-0 to actually win the series. It's very extremely uncommon. Uh, I think it was the 1975 Islanders did it and the 1942 Maple Leafs did it in hockey. I believe there was a couple of teams that did it in baseball, but not a lot. I think about five teams total between both leagues. Yeah, the, the Islanders did it against the Penguins. Yeah, and that was, 
that's the best part. They did it against a a, a team we both love. And the, the Maple Leafs really. did it against the Red Wings. So, but yeah, I mean, just to be able to do that, that says a lot about a team. Now, don't get me wrong, the Flyers may have lost the Stanley Cup to Chicago, but still, just to make that type of history is huge. I mean, you go overtime game, you know, you, you lose the first game 5-4 in overtime. Okay, fine. You lose the second game, close one. But then you lose the third game, it's like, okay, they're done. Let's just win one game and pray not for a sweep. That's so, all at that at, at that point. That's all you're praying for is n- not a sweep to happen. So, in, in comparison, the NBA, the NBA also does best of seven series. The NBA has yet to have a team come back from a three zero deficit to win. They've had three teams come back from a three and zero deficit only to lose. Yeah. So, you know, which is how you know right there is the prime thing on like how hard it is to win a game seven when you're trying to win four games straight. So now, and think of this, the first time it happened in the NBA was in 1951. The next time it happened was in 94. Think of the span of years between the first time it happened and the second time it happened. Well, think of this though, 1942, 1975, 2010. Yeah. You know, same thing you know except this actually did happen where they came back went four games straight from being down 3-0 so but the 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 reason why i picked picked this game not just because i you know i'm a flyers fan but the fact that how how it played out how they were down 3-0 in the series lost their main goalie boucher went out he was injured during a game, and they still won. That says a lot about the, the backup goalie and his abilities. Oh, absolutely. And then when they forced game seven, now at this point I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's a slight chance, but highly unlikely they're going to do anything because I didn't even expect them to win game four of that game. You know, Because I remember uh, sitting in the apartment, watching the game, and – cursing profusely at the TV <laughs> through the first three games. Oh, I'll admit it. I was screaming and yelling. I, I was, oh, it wasn't fun. I mean, any Philly fan out there, whether it's baseball, football, or hockey, you've probably done the same exact thing. Curse your I don't know what you're the, talking you know. about. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, we don't uh, curse at Santa Claus either. Um, what's funny <laughs> about you talking about this is I know a very passionate Bruins fan who would probably say the exact same thing about this series, just from the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, you know, but you know, that then when the series turned around, when they won game, you know, when they won game four, okay, cool. It's not going to be a sweep. Okay. They won game five. Okay. It's making a little bit of an interesting series. Right. When they won game six. Okay. we, You know, Cool. That's you know they actually made it a series and not a blowout. Well, and as a sports fan, I, blowouts are boring. You don't want to see a team get swept in the playoffs because they had to they had to fight hard all season to make the playoffs, only to get swept. It's it's underwhelming. Um, oh yeah. You want to see those teams compete and fight hard to move to the next round. Um, 
and again, it, coming back from that kind of deficit, that really tests the team's character. You learn a lot about the team and how they play together by being able to come back from that kind of deficit. Oh yeah, and but what also I find interesting is is how Game Seven played out because the Flyers were down three nothing in the game. So not only they were down three nothing in the series, but in Game Seven they were down three nothing in the game to come back to win the game to win Game Seven. I mean, like you know, like we said, two other teams did it beforehand. So I think the history behind that and, you know, the, the commitment, the passion, the push to come back to win the game, to show that, hey, we were down 3-0 in the series, we're down 3-0 in the game, and then come back to win the game. And now since then, it's happened one more time. So, I mean... 2014, the Kings came back 3-0, and and they ended up winning it. You know, so it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that you can come back, keep that momentum, and ride it into the the finals and and take the whole thing home. Well, think about this though: the Kings also were, I think it was the 2011-2012 Stanley Cup run, where they were the eighth seed and won the whole thing. So it doesn't matter where you know where you position, as long as you're in, you're in, and you have that chance. Yeah, there's always a chance, you know, because nobody expected the Flyers to beat the Bruins that game, you know, or that series, I should say. But I just think, like I said, they were down 3-0 in the series to come back to win it, you know, to win the series, but also three game, you know, down three goals in game seven to come back and win the game. Right. You know, I think that just makes, you know, it's special. And like I said, we just picked this game just you know, we're, you know, we're just uh, Philly fans in general, whether it be the Phillies or the Flyers. Um, Plus, it's something we can put on the Facebook page and people can go ahead and, and, and watch uh, a really nice documentary on that series that NHL Network did as well. So we can put that up on the Facebook page. So uh, everyone listening, you can uh, take a look at, uh, what was it about, maybe 45-minute hour documentary? Give or take on on this series and you guys can see just how hard bo- how hard both teams played. I mean, let's not take anything away from the Bruins. Oh, no, uh, it was a well-fought it, 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 it was a well-fought game is yeah. what it was. It was a well-fought game between both you know be, between both clubs. You know, like you said, don't get, you know, don't take anything away from the Bruins because well, apparently I guess when you have when you lose four games straight, you get a chip on your shoulder. I would say, yeah, you would. <laughs> the next year, they won the cup. So, I mean, you know, th- that tells you something, too. Plus, also, last year, Tampa got swept by the Islanders. I think it was the Islanders. Or was it Columbus? But either way, Tampa got swept last year. And, you know, they ended up winning the Stanley Cup this year. Right. So yeah. You kind of have that big chip on your shoulder. Well, you know that that gives motivation. It was Columbus they got swept by. Of all teams, Columbus. The Blue Jackets. <laughs> yep. I mean, they they're not a, you know, a big passionate playoff team. Well, no, I shouldn't say passionate. I should say 
visiting the playoffs frequently. Right. Team. But then to actually sweep Tampa, who was, I think, the President Trophy winner that year. Mm, yeah, you'd have a big chip on your shoulder then. <laughs> you know, then to, like I said, come back to win the Stanley Cup this year after that. That's what we were talking about earlier. You know, every game's a different game. Every season's a different season. Well, not Can't... just that. The playoffs are a different season. This year, yeah. Not... yeah. <laughs> well, just any year. I mean, there's always, you know, that's why they call it the second season, whether it be baseball, football, basketball, because anything could happen. I mean, you could barely make the playoffs. Well, like that year, the Flyers made the playoffs on a shootout. Because if they would have lost to the Rangers, that would have been it. They wouldn't have made the playoffs at all. So that was basically their game seven to get in. You know, and to make it past the first round against the Devils, you know, a rivalry. You're right. You know, to make it past them and then to make this history, the going down three games, then winning four straight to win the series, that's a big thing. I mean, it is. Like I, said, like I said, don't get me wrong. I was upset, of course, like any other any other Philly uh, fan when they lost the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I was upset. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, that's any Philly fan. But, uh, but no, yeah, we'll see what happens, even with baseball coming into that, seeing if they can do the comeback. Oh, God, I hope the Astros don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, it. Like They're going to have about. that stink of cheaters. So, you know, like we just talked about, I mean, it could happen. How, you know, how likely is it? It's not. But Very slim. the chance, but the chances are still there. It's like when the lottery chances are still there. And it's only <laughs> happened once in MLB. So, yeah. So it's, I mean, who was that? Uh, I think it was the Red Sox and Yankees. Yeah. The Red Sox and Yankees. I know. Right. <laughs> Always those two teams. Uh, I'd rather deal with the Yankees than the Red Sox because the Red Sox fans annoy me. <laughs> I don't think we have any listeners in Massachusetts, so there's probably a reason why. <laughs> uh, possibly, because I know a couple of uh, my family members are are, uh, are not Yankee fans, but Red Sox fans. Oh, no, we have listeners in Massachusetts. Uh, I'm sorry, Massachusetts fans. <laughs> well, if you want to talk about cheers, I mean, you know. That that could be another topic on its own for New England. But my issue with Red Sox fans aren't even like real Red Sox fans. It's it's these fly by night Red Sox fans that suddenly become Red Sox fans when they win. Like the bandwagon. Yeah, bandwagon fans drive me out of my mind. Even when they're fans of my favorite teams, it drives me out of my mind. Well, yeah, I mean when you go to see your favorite team and you could name players. From before like, you were through, born, <laughs> yeah, and know how they played and know everything about them, but yet the only reason why these people are fans is because this player or this particular thing, or they like their colors, or they like the uniforms, or you know, ooh, Chase Utley's cute. Okay, yeah, that's name someone else on the team, <laughs> right? Sorry. You know, but yeah, bandwagon people just, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, 
I think there was a form, uh, a form I saw where it was a bandwagon form. Like you had to fill it out. Like it, it was a joke to fill out every week. The, oh, you know, yeah. like, like, like you just hand out to random people who are these bandwagon people. Say here, fill out this form so we know who your favorite team is this week. You know, it was funny as anything that was going around. So, so I guess the reason I dislike uh, bandwagon fans is because like they don't suffer. No. If you really love a team, you're gonna suffer through just crap with them. Whether they are first place or last place, whether they lose a championship, and you you watch it and you're just in heartbreak because of it, or you know they're kind of coming last place or close to last place that season and you still root for them, that's a true fan. Right. When you can sit there last place and you're still watching the games. I remember when the Flyers were – it was a losing season and they were just horrible. But yet you just – I just could not watch them just because, well, it was a, I'm a fan of them. You know, yeah. when you're a true fan, you'll sit there through the – you know thick and thin and root for your team despite you know they're going to lose but you're still there watching it you know you've done that how many times with the phillies i've done it how many times with the flyers i'm sure we have listeners who've done it with their teams oh absolutely i'm sure the people who who listen in massachusetts they did it with the red sox before the red sox started turning it around same thing with the patriots and those those are the fans i totally respect because They've been there through the whole thing. Right. You've seen them falter. You've seen them rise. And you're going to be there through each ebb and flow of the team's history. Um, that's that's a fan to me. Someone who is there through thick and thin. Oh, yeah. Well, look at the Patriots. I mean, how many Super Bowls have they gone to without winning? Right. So, And the, and the fans who actually stayed with them through that time even before the Tom Brady era, those are fans. Those are fans you can respect. You know whose fans I respect wholeheartedly? Mariners fans. I'm serious because they look at what, yeah, they've had some great play. They've had Griffey. They had A-Rod. They had Ichiro. And they had all those guys during really great times in their career. They've had but COVID. they just couldn't, they just couldn't put it together. Like, and that they've sat through just bad season after bad season, and they're still fans. Oh yeah, that is passion. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, if yeah, you know, you're a fan of that team when, despite the Mariners, <laughs> you, when you can get when you can barely get fans into the stadium, you know. And you still root for them. You're still there. You're still you're that one fan in the nosebleeds watching the game. I'll, I'll say this, and and it's and I, I've had discussions with the Mariners fan that I know uh, talking about this, and I agree with them. I think they need a change in uniform. Get rid of the '90s colors. Get away from the stink of all these bad seasons. Yeah. Start fresh. Phils, they finished last place their first season in the current. The the red the red and white. Next season they were in the World Series. Just saying. Hey, okay. you know it's just like a fresh coat of paint in a house. It makes yeah, it look better. It's it's a whole new set of luck. 
well, not just that, it's a whole new atmosphere. I mean, think about it. You put a whole fresh coat of paint on a room, you feel, you know, alive in it. Yeah. You know, think about with a sports team, you put a whole new look on it. You know, you, you change the colors, change the design. It could spark something. Yep. And I, I, I agree with them wholeheartedly on that, that thought. So, so yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, you know, with, with those, uh, those bandwagon people who they're going to go with next. That's what's <laughs> going to happen to them. So on that note, that's the end of period two. Don't you love how we just like segue off topics? I, I think it's our saving grace sometimes. Sometimes because we go from talking hockey to baseball, from comebacks to sports team colors and, <laughs> you know. Sports talk for everyone. Exactly. Who knows what who knows what you're gonna hear? We don't even know what we're gonna hear. So on so, the period three. Food. So, so last last episode, we put out a call to arms to people who follow us on social media. Uh give us your ideas on something you want us to talk about in the third period. And Chris Zaha uh suggested this on our Facebook page, best stadium food. And now this is right up our alley. Well, yeah, it's food. I mean, I'm a big fat fatty, and you have a high metabolism, <laughs> so which you, which you curse at me for, which uh, I can't anymore. help. Uh, which I hey, I can't help it. Okay, I can't help that. So we've kind of talked about how we wanted to do this, and we decided we're going to talk about our three favorite stadium foods to get when we go to games, and then we each picked one crazy stadium food that we want to try uh so why don't you go first this time since i think i went first last time all right uh the first one it, uh in the fit in the you know in citizen bank park crab fries with american cheese dip you i'm know, not a me, crab fire person <laughs> i don't know to me every time i go to a Phillies game, I got to get crab fries because every time I go for a cheesesteak, I can never get one because the line is basically wrapping around the stadium. Good luck on getting one. Cause I know Tony Luke's at the stadium is always packed despite whenever you go. And I know the crab fries, they always move fast, but every time I go there, I have to get crab fries every time. You know, it's just the way it is. Now my and number. That, go ahead. And I, and I think all that is is just fries with Old Bay on it. Yeah, that's all they are. So yeah, and I thought it, it was a Swiss cheese really, sauce. It's an American cheese sauce. I thought I, I I think it's American cheese. It could be Swiss, but I think it's American cheese. I don't know. I know I know Chicken Pete's does it. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm pretty sure it's American cheese though. I, I, I'm only asking because I thought I thought it was one, and maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, you know, like I said, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was American cheese. Um. Uh, so what's it? So what's yours for 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 your one? So mine also takes is something I get at Phillies games. Uh, mine is the cheesesteak. <laughs> Uh, if I go to a Phillies game, there's no way I'm not getting a cheesesteak. Um, I got one the last time I went with you. 
Now, I look, I, I like going to Tony Luke's. I don't think Tony Luke's is going to be there anymore after they filed bankruptcy. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know they filed bankruptcy. Yeah, they filed bankruptcy, and I think there's some tax evasion going on, too. So. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, there may not be a Tony Luke's ever again. Um, but I'm not afraid to slum it and just get one of the regular food stand cheesesteaks. I mean, as long as it has cheese, American cheese or whiz, and it has fried onions, we're good to go. Um, now, when you go to Philly, how do you order yours? Because I know when I would go to Gino's, I would always order it whiz wit. Yeah, you got to get onions and onions and whiz is what I prefer, but I'll get American cheese if they're if they're out of whiz. Uh, I won't do provolone. Not that I dislike provolone, but to me, a cheesesteak needs to be that. To me, God, we're, this is such a foodie conversation. <laughs> well, yeah. To me, the texture topic. of 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 the whiz and the melted American cheese. It's creamier and it works better with the onions and the and the greasiness of the steak than a provolone does, because uh, provolone's a drier kind of cheese. That's just my thought. Oh, I prefer cheese with any time of the day. With it, I mean, <laughs> now, yeah, I... like I want to try uh, Delessandro's because I hear they have one of the best cheese steaks in Philly, but they don't they they'll do whiz, but they prefer doing American. Again, I'm fine with that. Uh, I just know it's a pain in the butt to get there and actually get in and get a cheesesteak. Yeah, I mean, I, now, do you prefer or have you tried uh, Pat's? Uh, I have not. Um, because, because, you know, that is the biggest thing in Philly. Where is it Geno's or is it Pat's? I had both to me. I'd eat both just because I love eating food. You know, I'd eat one from each any time of the day. I know people say you should try Gino and Pat's, but a lot of people also say they're tourist traps and you don't get a lot for your money. So I'm oh, more inclined yeah. to go to like a Jim's or a Del Sandro's or a John's roast pork where they're kind of off the beaten path and it's more of a local thing. Uh, just because the chances of you getting a better quality cheesesteak for your money is greater for me it's all about the most bang for my buck i'd rather pay five bucks and get a great cheesesteak that the locals know and not everyone knows than go to gino and pats and get overpriced next to nothing now the one time now with now cheesesteaks since you said gyms i had gyms the first time i had gyms it wasn't that great it wasn't good it just didn't, you know, it 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 just didn't give that factor that you know that you're used to when you eat a cheese a Philly cheesesteak. Now the last two times I went, uh, I went with uh, uh, a a friend of mine that I used to play hockey with. We we would go there like right when they open, and I'd actually prefer them over Geno's or Pat's. Well, they're if they're you, one of the ones that people always highly recommend. But to me, though, you'd have to get it like right when they open, right when everything's fresh and not when they're in a line trying to push people through, trying to just throw stuff together, when they can actually let stuff like the onions just caramelize perfectly. See, I've seen you know? how they make theirs, and, and I, I like how they make theirs, how they 
they, it's the big pieces of fried onion. They're not like little chopped up chintzy pieces. They're big. Uh, the steak's really nice, co- nicely cooked, and then they'll drizzle the the whiz on it, and then they'll also slather the bun and whiz. So you get like it's just it's cheese whiz is everywhere. Yeah, it's that's, good. It's just so good. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, no, I, I, like I said, every time I went, or not but the last two times I went with Dan, it has been just good. It's it's yeah. been a very good cheesesteak, and if you get there right when they open, perfect. But if you get like like the first time I went, it just was not, and you wait in line for, I mean. Hell, we almost missed the game that we went to. You know, just I think with with a lot of the good. I think with a lot of even like the local places have such big followings that you're gonna wait a while. I think it's just a a necessary evil of of getting a cheesesteak in Philly and going to certain places, even the places like a Jim's or a Del Sandro's or a John's Roast Pork, who who aren't the Genos and Pats. They still have very big, passionate followings. So it is going to be a bit to get your food at those places. I think you just got to go in with that mindset, knowing it's going to be a bit and you might get an off day. I mean, that can happen at any restaurant. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, how many times have you had one restaurant where, Oh, it's a, this is great. I'll go back. And the second time it's horrible. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, how many times did you dress in a standard restaurant? So, I mean, I know cheesesteaks in Philly are always the biggest thing. It's just, where do you go? Cause there's so many options. You know. So what's your number two? Nachos. Nachos. I mean, every time you go to, you know, you, you always see different versions of nachos. You see loaded nachos with, you know, not not just cheese, but everything under the sun, bacon, uh, hot peppers, uh, beef on it. It's just everything under the sun. And, you know, it's like you you have like maybe two pounds of food for nachos. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times that's, you know, when you go to just any sporting event, whether it be baseball, football, or hockey, I mean, um, I think one time uh, at Hershey, I've had nachos already. I mean, don't get me wrong. You pay like, what, 10 bucks for a small thing of nachos anywhere at any baseball or baseball, football, hockey uh, venue. Yeah. But depending on how you do it, I mean, you get nachos where you get great ones at times and they're fully loaded. You're just like, yes, these are awesome. But then it's like some you get like, Ugh. but the nachos, you seem, you, you just can't go wrong. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, a consistent thing. Yeah. Even if you have weird toppings on it, like uh, a lot of people put uh, hot peppers on it, beef, bacon, uh, all the other fun stuff with it. You just can't go wrong. You know, that just seems to me to be a sports thing. It's just yeah. nachos. You know, you're number two. Uh, mine's chicken fingers and fries. Now, most of the time you're going to pay at the ass for chicken fingers and fries. Um, you, but pay, not, you pay out the ass for anything. Well, when we went to see the devils, I think I paid 14 bucks for chicken fingers and fries. Um, yeah. <laughs> but now here's my reasoning. And, and this is kind of going to be, a, a theme with what I pick. Um, I look for what I can eat conveniently that isn't going to make a big mess. 
good luck with anything. Right. So like a lot of the stuff I get, it's got to be something I can eat at my seat and isn't going to create a big mess. Because most of the time if I go to a game, I'm wearing a jersey. I don't want to get something on my jersey. Um, now, like when I get the cheesesteak, I'll sit it, I'll sit there and eat it. Or like when we went to the game, I stood at the bar and ate it. Um, chicken fingers and fries, it's something you can take to your seat. You can sit down and you can eat it in, cr- in cramped corners and you're not going to spill anything. So for me, it's not even so much that it's something I like. It's just it's something that'll work within the confines of sitting in your seat at the at the game. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you got to have something convenient. Chicken fingers and fries are very convenient. You know, that those are very convenient for just sitting down and not making a huge mess. Right. What's your uh, your number three? My number three, soft pretzel and cheese. You know, that's always just seems to be an, another classic to go to when you go to any sporting venue. Just a soft pretzel, cheddar cheese, boom. Yeah. You, you know, it's just one of those easy things. Like you said, something to sit down, convenient. And what's always nice is to see the size of the soft pretzels you get at certain places. <laughs> that you get some that are as big as your head. And uh, I know some soft pretzels, uh, some places put crab on them. And those are awesome. In some places you get microwave super pretzels. Right. <laughs> But still, and the sad part is they sell for like, what, five, six bucks just for the small one that are no bigger than your hand. Drives me crazy. But people still pay it. I mean, how many times have we paid? I mean, for, you know, I mean, well, like you said, you go to a sporting venue, but how much you say your your chicken figures was at the game? 14 bucks, maybe. Yeah, and that was almost 20 years ago. Yeah, right. Oh, that was a fun. That was a fun game. Now, now here's too. the thing: if I'm going to a game, you can almost guarantee I'm going to get a stadium cup. So I'm already paying twelve bucks for a freaking soda just to have the stadium cup to take home. Like, eight. How many times? Yeah, how many times we've done that with anywhere you went? You know why? Because it's a it's it's an easy souvenir. I don't have to oh, stand in the souvenir shop. I'm killing two birds with a stone. I'm getting a souvenir and a drink. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just like that's half the reason I get a helmet Sunday if they have them. I'm t- I got a souvenir to take home. I don't need to go to the team store. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if you can kill two birds with one stone, I mean, you know, why not? But you know, either way, to 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 me, just for some reason, a soft pretzel and cheese is another uh, sporting event food that you always have to get. You always, you, for some reason, it's just quick. It's simple. Yeah. And it's convenient to sit down and just eat. And that's even for adults and kids. Well, and it's even something, with, you know, even with kids, arena, you don't got to worry about. Every arena, every stadium has a soft pretzel vendor. Exactly. So it's something that if it's something everyone can get. If, if you're picky and you like soft pretzel, you can get a soft pretzel. Just like with the nachos, with the chicken fingers, it's a lot of these menus have some weird stuff and then they have the regular go-to stuff and you can't beat the go-to stuff. No, you can't even with kids. And if you, you know, if you, if you take your kids to a place like that, you know, just any sporting event, soft pretzel, chicken fingers, something simple, they'll eat it. They like it. Yeah. You spent an arm and a leg just to get it, but you know, you, you know, they're going to eat it. Right. 
you know, you're number three. Uh, hot dog. Uh, I can't tell you how many baseball games I've gone to where I've just gotten a hot dog. Or uh, So you know this, and I think some people listening know this. Uh, obviously it didn't happen this year, but every year I get tickets for a minor league game for Father's Day. I get them from my dad and my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And the three of us go see a baseball game. It's our three-generation game we go to every year. Uh, and I like timing it when a league has either when a team has a giveaway or a team has like a dollar dog day. Now, the last couple times we've gone to Reading to a Reading Phillies game, it's been dollar dog day. So why, you know, that's an easy, cheap meal. You can get two hot dogs for two bucks and a Coke or a Pepsi for like three or four. You're good. You don't need anything else. And for some reason, just like any other food, this is, you know, like the soft pretzel, the chicken fingers, hot dogs, always simple. It's always a go-to. It's, you know, it's not going to make a huge mess. Unless you go to, uh, was it the Harrisburg Senators has, uh, was it the spot? Oh, man. I love the spot. Man, I, well, you got to understand, like, when I started working at the state, the spot was a, a corner dive. I mean, it was this this smoke-filled dive bar, basically, but they had amazing hot dogs. So you go in there and you get a spot dog, you know, with, with the chili, with the onions, with the relish, with the mustard, and you're a happy guy. Um, but when it closed down and they moved to City Island for Senators games, there's a reason why they have a line. It, it's a lot of loyalty because it's a long-time business from Harrisburg. Oh yeah, the last time, uh, well, the last time I went to a Senators game was uh, with my brother Matt, and I saw the spot there, and I was like, okay, what's that? Because I, I may work in a Harrisburg area, but I didn't. I never worked in Inner Harrisburg. Yeah. So this spot wasn't a thing for me to go to. So once I saw this, I was like, okay, I got to try one. I don't remember what I had. All I remember is I think I got two. Just because I had one, then I had to go back for another. Oh, it's 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 and a phenomenal dog. I mean, it was a loaded hot dog too. I mean, it wasn't just a simple, regular hot dog and bun, maybe cheese on. No, it was like fully loaded with chili, cheese, uh, bake other things on it, and you're just sitting there just savoring it. Well, I I think maybe I could be wrong, but to me, there isn't a, such a thing as a bad hot dog. No, no, there's not. Because you can really, like nachos, you can really make a hot dog in anything. Right. Um, you know. I think at the spot at Senators games, I've had, God, this is years ago, back when Harper was playing for the Senators, they had a Harper dog. Oh, jeez. And it had that's, like... That's going back. It had roasted corn and salsa and... Oof. And it, it was it was really good. <laughs> I think I had two of them that game, actually. Um, yeah, you you know it's good when you have to go back for another one. It's not like you question yourself. It's you have to go back. Right. When, when you feel that like, oh, I could really go for another one. And like I've gone to Senators games. Um, a few years ago, my sister won tickets through her job, and she couldn't go, so she gave me the tickets, and they were for uh, the box seats right behind home plate with the all-you-can-eat buffet. Oof. You know what, though? I don't need that. 
let me get a hot dog, let me get a cheesesteak, and I'm happy. I don't need to go to this all-you-can-eat thing and pig out. I just want my my simple food, sit out there and enjoy the game. Well, I think about the Senators games, it, the food wasn't really that badly priced. No, it's – well, and I think that's the difference between – Minor league major and league major. And minor league, yeah. But still, I mean – if you can take a family out to a Senators game and enjoy a good game and food like that, I mean, why not? Yeah. You know? And I think, I, I think a lot of the people who listen are probably minor league supporters of a minor league team, whether it be hockey or, or baseball. And I think you're going to go to a minor league game and you're going to have a really good time. It's going to be far more interactive and it is going to be affordable. And oh, yeah. What you're going to get for what you pay is so, so well worth it. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, well Matt, he got, I think it was uh, the, the barstool seats at the game. <laughs> and, well, the thing is, though, it's a perfect seat, though. No, I, mean, I, I like... laugh because uh, we were stuck in traffic one day, and Matt called me out of nowhere, and he's like, hey. I got season tickets for me, you, David, and Evan. And then the season never happened. Right? I mean, but, but <laughs> the seats you got, laughing. though. But, but seats you got, though, were perfect seats. You know, you could see the whole field. You didn't miss a thing. You could see everything that was going on. But you were conveniently close to where, like, you could go get a hot dog and get back to your seat within a timely manner instead of you have to walk all the way across the, you know, you know the, the the whole park just yeah. to get something. I know a lot you know? of people who love those barstool seats. I've yet to sit in them actually. Uh, I typically oh they're get, great. I typically get seats um, third base or first base side, uh, either right by the dugout or just a little bit above the dugout. I think it's a great view. Um, but yeah, you're not the only person or your brother are the only people I've heard swear by the the barstool seats there. Well. You're not overly crowded. You don't have to like, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, to go across like how many people you just get up and go do what you need to do. And you're, you know, you don't have to sit there and walk through X amount of people just to get there. So before, I guess we should kind of clue some people in here. Uh, We're talking about the Harrisburg Senators and their stadium is on an island (laughs) on the Susquehanna River. It is on, it's called City Island. Uh, I used to park there when I was when I first started at the state, and I would walk across the Market Street Bridge to work in snowy, shitty days. Pardon my French. Um, but I, what David's describing is, is very true because it is on an island, and there isn't a lot of space in order to get as many people as you can in the stadium. These are not comfortable seats in the bleachers. They are they are crammed together. Uh, so even a moderately sized person is going to be uncomfortable sitting in these seats and you're going to have a hard time, uh, getting room. So if you're in the barstool seats, like David's saying, and you have room to maneuver, that is a godsend at the stadium. (laughs) It is, you know, and, and like I said, with these seats, you can see everything. You, You don't, you don't miss a thing. You're right there. Now I will. I'll, I'll. I'll own something. I did lie a little bit. I have gotten seats, and you've been with me. Uh, second deck, which is a great view, right behind home plate. 
Didn't we go see Harper at that game? Wasn't he playing at that one? I think he well, – we didn't go specifically for Harper. I think we no, just went we, to go. But And he was there. You, I think he was there for conditioning. It was me, you, and Sean, and we had a road all to ourselves. We had we got three seats in a five-seat row, and because no one else sat there, we were able to, like, spread out. We had a seat in between us, and it was a fun time, and it was comfortable, and we got to watch what the scouts were doing. Um I've gotten time. seats there for my dad and grandfather and I, and we did the same thing. No one sat there with us, so we spread out. Oh, why not? But if you have you're, the opportunity. If you're in a tight, like everyone's in that row, you're just going to be miserable the whole game. Yeah, it's, I mean, when you're sitting there jam-packed in like a can of sardines, I mean, good luck. You know, you're just even trying to move just to get a drink. Yeah, It's not fun when you just have yeah. to reach down to grab your cup. It's just not fun. I get why they did it, but I'd shave off a couple hundred seats just to have people have room to maneuver. Yeah, but you know those those barstool seats are the way to go if you can get them. You know that's the way to go on those. But but yeah, I mean, but what was also nice was with the barstool seats, you weren't far from the spot for hot dogs. Yeah, you weren't far. So, uh, so going back to the topic at hand, we each kind of picked, we looked at a a bunch of lists. I will say we had lists for MLB stadium food. We had lists for NHL and NBA stadium food and and NFL stadium food. Um, so we did our homework on this. What is your crazy stadium food that you want to try to eat? Uh, Oh, out of everything to look at and everything, there was one that, I mean, I, just kind of want to try um it's uh suntrust park atlanta braves it's the blooper burger it's beef cheese hot dog chicken tenders jalapenos and cheese sauce yeah that is that is heartburn (laughs) on a plate right there absolutely but if you look at it you just like how do you want to eat that? But yet it's going to be so you just, you just think it's going to be so good to eat. Now the price point on what they're saying it is right now, 26 bucks. But then again, that's kind of common for any type of sports food. Well, I mean, let's, let's break it down here. So you're getting chicken tenders. You're getting a hot dog. You're getting uh, beef, you know, you're getting hamburger patties. Is that what it is? Hamburger patties. From, from what, from looking at the pictures. Yes. From what it's looking at. Okay, and it looks like looks like tater tots. It looks uh, like tater tots and lettuce, tomato, onions, and jalapenos and cheese. Yeah, you're getting a lot of stuff for twenty six bucks. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of the ones I would love to try just to see what you know, just how that would work out. You know, I think that'd be interesting. So what's your, oh, so, so 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 what's your uh, want to try? So mine is closer to home. Uh, it's the Pittsburgh Cone at PNC Park where the Pirates play. So it is kielbasa, pierogies, Swiss cheese, sauerkraut, Russian Russian dressing, all in a waffle cone. Now it sounds messy, but think? I think but this ties into my whole. It's something I can eat at my seat. There's no reason why I can't get a fork. And eat that with a fork at my seat. That that was so my my I looked at a couple different things on these lists. 
And there were some that, like, the Cincinnati Reds and the Chili Dogs looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. And it's a really cheap thing to get out of all of these stuff. It's, like, under 10 bucks. But I'm going to be making a mess out of myself, and I'm going to look like a slob. Well, this, like however, anytime you go to food like that, yeah, you will. This thing, the cone is more of a holder for the food. <laughs> and then you get the fork, and you're having a good day. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be definitely something to, to, to try. Absolutely. So I now, mean, with stadium, foods, with, with, with stadium Foods, there's always something freaky. There's always something neat to see, like their, uh, like their go-to. Like at Chase Field uh, in Arizona, they have the 18-inch hot dog. So in, in looking at these lists, there's, there's definitely some things that I don't know if it's it's a bone to pick. It's definitely just something that kind of. If I'm going to a baseball game, now look, I love sushi. I could eat sushi every day, right? <laughs> I'm not going to a baseball game and getting sushi. No, I don't I mean, care what yeah. team it is. That's not something I'm getting at a game. Is that something that's like you get at any you know? You know, those types of restaurants. That's something I get at Hibachi. That's not something I get at a baseball game. You know, that's right around the corner from you. Now, you go to, let's say, Citizen Bake Park, and you say, hey, I want a donut burger. Nope. Where it's basically two glazed donuts, not cut in half, but two full glazed donuts as the bun, and you get a full burger in the middle. You know. (laughs) I'm not getting a Luther burger anywhere. I mean, look, I'm I'm fat, and I'll own that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you're never going to see me get a donut burger ever. I mean, there's just certain lines I'm not going to cross, and a donut burger is one of those lines. You can come at me on the Facebook page all you want. I don't care. I'm not getting a donut burger. Um, <laughs> well, I would definitely try it just to see what it would taste like, just to see I'm if I'm sure it, works. it tastes amazing. I have no doubt it tastes amazing. I'm never going to find out, though, because, there, again, there's just certain lines I'm not going to cross. Well, if you look at uh, Progressive Field, Cleveland Indians, have you looked at that one? The the the, the slider dog. Uh, it, I, I v- looked at this list a couple of times, so I'd have to remember it off. Oh, with the Fruit Loops. Yes. No. Yeah, that's something I can't do. Just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everything else, probably, but as soon as you would add the Fruit Loops, no. <laughs> that's so, something. That's a no. And I'll put, a, I'll put a link up on the Facebook page to uh, the list we're talking about. So the, the slider dog is a beef hot dog, pimento mac and cheese, bacon and Fruit Loops. That is a hard pass for me. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you take away the Fruit Loops, then yeah, I would definitely I like it all those things separately. <laughs> I mean, I would <laughs> eat mac and cheese and bacon on a hot dog. But once you had the Fruit Loops, uh, I just can't. Exactly. I just can't. You know, I mean, so some of these places that have these ridiculous foods on, like, why? Why would you? I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, they want to have something that stands out that says, come here because you'll get this unique experience for food. Like if you go to, to, to the Coors Field, Colorado Rockies. Rocky Mountain Oysters Po' Boy. You know. Now, I will say, uh, there was one on 
it's an NFL one that I, I thought sounded really good. At Green Bay, they have a brought in a blanket. Ooh, that sounds good. Right, so it's it's a bratwurst and a pretzel bun with cheese curds and mustard. Interesting. And that sounds fantastic. That's just me, though. Um, so since we're talking about about sports food, stadium food, and we're referencing Green Bay and Wisconsin, um, there's something I want to try, and it's called Secret Stadium Sauce. Ever uh, since Milwaukee. I've ever since I've heard about it, I want to try it. Because it's only something you can get in Milwaukee for, for Brewers games. Because it was created at a Brewers game. Uh, but I'm not spending the money that it takes to get one bottle off of Amazon to, to ever try it. <laughs> so the, the story behind this is uh, in the 70s, there was a vendor. And he ran short of condiments. So what he did was he mixed what little he had left. And when people said, hey, do you have ketchup? He said, no, but what we do have is secret stadium sauce. And it caught on like wildfire. Yeah, that's, I mean, how much is it a bottle? Last uh, I checked, it was like 18 bucks for two bottles. Yeah, I just looked, I, I just saw that, yes. And I mean, I, that, this might sound cheap, but I can't justify 18 bucks for two bottles of sauce. There are certain things I can justify money on, but sauce is not one of them. Yeah, it has to be a sauce that's out of this world to spend that much money on. Uh, yeah, that's... I mean, yeah, that's I desperately just... want to know what this tastes like, but I'm not spending the money to find out what it tastes like. That would be interesting to find out. That would be interesting. But yeah, some of these foods that a lot of these sports venues have um yeah like uh los angeles rams the the lobster nachos see it's another one it doesn't work sitting at your seat well here's another one they have a chicken and waffle sandwich in seattle nope and now i like chicken and waffles and i i I know what you're talking about because i looked at it on the list but they drizzle it with syrup so you can't really sit and eat that no you know, then you got the uh, in Cleveland the breakfast brat, where it's a basically a brat and a waffle. That's not too bad. No, but still, I mean, it's something that to me, if you're going to a game, you're looking for convenience, and and I think our our list kind of reflects that convenience. You want to have something that you can grab, sit at your seat, and watch the game while you eat, not watching the food fall all over yourself while you eat. Right now, have you looked at Minnesota? The purple pancake? Yes. Yeah, that's something I. I will yeah, put a link I, for the NFL one in the the Facebook page as well. Yeah, because uh, it gets a very interesting on what you'll find. Like in Dallas, they have a mac and cheese brisket cone. Uh, not doing wrong. Some of these actually sound pretty good. Like Chicago, they have a French toast and sausage sandwich. That's pretty much close to a hot dog with that. Yeah, but still, I, sounds good. 
and some of them I think do take the the convenience factor in. I think looking at the the list for the NFL teams, uh, Kansas City has a Inferno chicken sandwich. That's something you can grab and go. It's probably mm-hmm. going to be hot as hell, but you can grab and go. Yeah, yeah, I'll go straight to the bathroom probably. Because <laughs> you're probably you might know, be a might, long wait. It'll be a burn. Uh, San Francisco ha- has a crab pretzel. Yeah, I looked at that. I thought about putting that one on my list. I know uh, that does look I, good. I know some Saints fans who would definitely hit up that, that black po and gold boy. po boy. Yeah, yep, that does look good. Um, yeah, I'll post these links on the Facebook page so you guys who are listening can check these out and then put in the comments what you would try. Yeah, because it'd be uh, it, it's always neat to hear like what people would uh, how far they would go to try these foods and just to see what you know. Like we said, some foods are good separately but never together like the fruit loop hot dog <laughs> you know so like when you go to uh you know uh, let's say houston the, the battle red tacos uh, sometimes tacos are always a hit or miss when it comes to the stadium food because tacos are always messy yeah no matter how you look at it always messy you know so it's looking at some of these foods you're just like why and some are like okay yeah i can see that some are like oh man my mouth is watering i'm gonna have to change my shirt and some are like yeah no hard pass absolutely absolutely you know well like you said with seattle it's just the convenience factor with the chicken and waffle sandwich it's not there exactly yeah you you want to be able and it, this is just me, and I think you kind of agree. You just want to be able to get your food, be able to sit down, and enjoy the game. You don't want to come out of this game looking like a, a slob because what you got spilt all over you. Yeah, and I mean, you're spending how much money to not have that go to waste? Exactly. You know, you're spending, uh, you know, fifteen twenty dollars just for something simple and small. You know, some of the foods are just definitely uh, out there and interesting more than anything. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put these links up, like I said, and we want to hear from you. What do you think out of these two lists would you want to try? Yeah, because we have our own list to see, like what we would try, but yet what we can actually get to. But yeah, and I want to say, uh, go ahead, keep going. Sorry. No, it's you know just to see what people would want to do, just to see how how you guys would eat them. If you guys feel the same way we are, where you want to go for convenience, or you just throw everything to the wind and hope for the best. <laughs> and I want to say a big thanks to Chris Zaha for uh, for suggesting this one. This was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's food. Who can't talk about food? Amen. You know, I mean, come on. Well, like you said, you know, you you hate me just because, well, we I said I don't hate you. We've been friends for almost 20 <laughs> years. I don't think I can hate you. You're the best man at my wedding. I don't think I can hate you. Right? Yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, yeah, there's one set of food, though, that I, I don't see much at sport venues or wings. Now I do know at, at Senators games they do have uh a, they they do have arugas yeah 
but normally you don't see wings at sport venues. No, not, I wouldn't get wings at a, at a game. Oh, I wouldn't either. But that's something that I haven't seen a lot of other than at a Harrisburg Senators game because they have Arugas right there. Yeah. I haven't seen it at other venues that, you know, that, that, that even mean you have, that mean you have gone to even. Now I will say there's something I've seen that I absolutely love um, at Lehigh Valley where the Iron Pigs play. They have, it's called Aw Shucks. It's, it's street corn basically. And they slather in butter and this mixture of seasonings and Parmesan. Oh my God. It's freaking amazing. Oh yeah. Butter. You want to know who bought? You want to know who bought two two cobs for himself? <laughs> and you'll you, you will laugh when I tell you, my grandfather. Oh wow, he bought That's two funny. cobs for himself. That's how much he liked it. That's funny. That is hilarious. Right? You you would not picture him doing that, but he had one and had to go back for another one. Now, for 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 people who don't know. Who we're who we're talking about, Jason? You you got to describe your grandfather to people just because of who he is. Uh, I mean, the, one of the nicest guys you uh, that you'll meet. How can I put it nicely? He's he's <laughs> frugal. We'll say that he's very frugal. <laughs> um, he literally has the first dollar he made. Um, he does. No, it's framed I mean, in the barber shop. If you ever, if you've ever seen it. Um, first off, my grandfather, uh, he ran the youth basketball program in our area for countless years, almost thirty years, if yeah. not thirty years. Um, there's a. Re- it was called Joe's Gym. They called it at, because of him. His name's Joe. He's the local barber. Everyone knows him. He's also extremely frugal. So the fact that he's not only spent Five dollars on one cob of corn, but ten dollars on two cobs of corn is a big deal. <laughs> but you know, he's one of the nicest guys you meet, and one of the nicest guys you talk to. You know, because while during Joe's gym, you know, for even for basketball, for how much he loved it, you know, for the for youth basketball games, it wasn't like the best players got always the game time. It was always everybody got to play. That was his it, rule. Was everyone it didn't played. matter and. And that was great, especially with kids that are just trying to get into the game. It was a great way to introduce them. And that was a great rule that he had. And it's, I mean, hell, I played in it. And I I can definitely say as a parent who has seen the current program, it definitely lacks that. It doesn't shock me. It's all... Because of because of how my grandfather ran things, I definitely have the opinion that when you're in elementary school and you're just learning the game, it's all about learning the game and, and having fun. Absolutely. There's time later on to be about winning and taking it seriously. When you're a kid, have fun and learn the game. Yeah, you just learn the fundamentals. So that you can determine on your own if you want to play in the future or not. I think as soon as it becomes all about competitive at a young age, it's really easy to get a kid out of it. And it's oh, easy absolutely. to get a kid discouraged. And if all the coach cares about is winning at that young of an age, you're going to sit kids who might surprise you because all you care about is the win, not teaching. 
And that was the beauty of Joe's gym was every coach taught those kids how to play. Well, not just that they made it into the game where you'd hear a horn after so long in to get the next set of kids out who were on the bench out onto the court. Yep. So that was one of the beauty parts about it. It didn't know, it didn't matter where you were at in the game. As soon as that horn went, you switched. It didn't matter, which was perfect to get these kids to learn the fundamentals and to love the game. Yeah, that's, and I think that's so lost in a lot of sport, oh, a lot of youth sports now. It's it's lost. It is, it is unfortunately. But yeah, for him to buy two of those are definitely, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he probably enjoyed every waking minute of it. Oh, he he loved them. I, I bet you if I was to get tickets to go back there again, that would be the first place he'd stop. Right before even you get to the seats. No, we have to get to the seats because he has to know where we're sitting. Ah. And the view. And then he goes and he would go and get the corn. <laughs> okay, how much room do I have to make a mess of myself? That is, that is a, messy, a messy stadium food, but that is that might be one I would break my rule for. It'd be something that sounds really good to try. It is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, for, for all you listeners out there, if you have have a food that you go to a state that, that you love go to a sports venue, it doesn't have to be a particular sport, just a sports venue of any type. What is your guilty food that you would just go for and just didn't care what you had, that how much of a mess it was? or anything of that nature, please let us know. Yeah, we definitely want to hear from you guys. You know, just because, you know, you heard ours, we want to hear yours. You know, because a lot of times people always say messier the better, but there's always different rules to that. Yeah. So, uh, now I'm hungry. Now it's midnight. <laughs> Hey, it wouldn't be the first time we ran the sheets for something. No. Nope. Or Taco Bell. Oh, don't jump in the bush. That bush has lasted <laughs> longer than that Taco Bell has. So. Yeah, it has. That Taco Bell has closed. Yes, it has. <laughs> oh, I think like only two people outside of me and you would understand that. But <laughs> Yeah. We don't need to go down that road because no one else watching this is going to understand. <laughs> But it's still funny as anything to see you jump into a bush for no apparent reason. Yeah, you're young and dumb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, oh, jeez, moons ago. But I was a teenager, so. Echo, yeah, right. Young and dumb. Well, on that note, that's the end of period three. This is a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. This you is know. a good always a good time well, of course well when you're always talking about food it's always a good time <laughs> <laughs> you know it doesn't matter like what the type of food is it's always a good time whether you go from your cheesesteaks to crab fries to chicken fingers or soft pretzels the hot dogs or anything of that nature there's anybody can relate i just find it i just find it interesting how people think of these foods and bring them together yeah you know, like, what's their thought process? Like, you know, our, our last week topics with uh, Jersey Designs. 
how people get paid to think of these combinations. Yeah, you know? exactly. Oh, geez, let's throw Fruit Loops on a hot dog. No, I'm sure they have people who taste test it, so. Yeah, just imagine the people who taste test on what their taste buds are like. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, thank you for joining us for episode five of the Not Another Sports Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com slash notanothersportspod. Feel free to like, comment, or message us. We're always available. Uh, the Not Another Sports Podcast is available for streaming or download at anchor.fm. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you get your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. With that, we'll talk to you next time. I'm Jason. I'm David. Have a good one. You have been listening to the Not Another Sports Podcast. Thank you for your listenership. Oh,